The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor? 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 You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Good morning, everyone. I'm Steve Cashel, radio host of the Chicago Bulls. Welcome to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly being presented in part by AlignMed. By Source, by Athletico, by ATI Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Karen Mulkin Health Consulting, by Integrated Orthopedics, and by Medwest. I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, the head team physician for the Chicago Bulls, co-head team physician of the Chicago White Sox, and sports medicine specialist from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your health care team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians. Correct alignment and good posture are keys to health and performance. AlignMed, a science and clinical test-based company, addresses this fundamental wellness need through its revolutionary line of products. Wearing AlignMed will dynamically train muscles and joints, strengthen and improve posture performance and prevent injury. Elite professional athletes, leading doctors, physical therapists, active adults, and everyday workers already enjoy the benefits. And all you have to do to feel and look better is wear AlignMed. That's why we say AlignMed. Get in. To it. Integrated Orthopedics is Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana's premier provider of thermal and compression therapy devices for people recovering from sports-related injuries or orthopedic surgical procedures. To learn more about the benefits of thermal and compression therapy and to determine if it's right for you, please contact your healthcare professional. For further information about Integrated Orthopedics products and services, please contact us at 773-248-6400. That's 773-248-6400. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on the Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly, Chicago's premier sports medicine program, coming your way each and every Saturday morning between 8.30 a.m. and 9, only on ESPN 1000. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph, the Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, an orthopedic surgeon sitting in this week for my usual co-host, Dr. Brian Cole. Our producer and board operator is Ray Flores. Our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger. And uh, Dr. Chuck, uh, next topic here on uh, Sports Medicine Weekly. And by the way, our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Do you measure your uh, your fat grams? You know, Steve, I don't measure closely or, or in the sense, but I'm a, re- uh, I'm a label reader. I, I read every label of everything that I eat. And, you know, and I think that's one of the, the better advantages we've had nowadays that certainly with the nutritional approach that, that we're getting on a public health reasons, it's all it's all there. You know, the information's there whether you go into restaurants or certainly when you're shopping for your food and so it behooves us all to educate ourselves as to what we're doing and wow and then whether we make changes or not, that's that next step or that personal decision. But uh, I do, and uh, I, I wish I was more disciplined about some of the things I do. But I'm always reading. Even the even the uh, the fast food places, and I'm fascinated sometimes thinking something that we think is healthy has more fat grams than the things we uh, you know. You know, <laughs> Steve, we, we say in medicine, there's no better disinfectant than sh- sunshine. And so, you know, right, when you open up and, and people learn and educate and read to themselves, 
they make different decisions, you know, and, and I think that's one of the, you know, that's one of the, the, the better things that we see now in terms of pe- educating the, the, the public uh, to what they're, what they're eating, what they're taking in. Let's bring on one of our experts, health counselor and psychology of eating coach, Karen Malkin, one of our great experts here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Uh, Karen, thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning on Sports Medicine Weekly. Um, are all saturated fats created equal? Morning. No, they are not created equal, and it's interesting to hear Dr. Chuck talk about his label reading. Fats are, provide a concentrated source of energy, and they're the building blocks for our cell membranes and our hormones. And evidence is showing now that moving towards a low-fat diet without saturated fats, that many Americans are now transitioning to a more high-glycemic diet, which is leading to an increase in cardiovascular disease. And I recently attended a nutrition conference in Phoenix and heard integrative cardiologist Dr. Stephen DeVries from the Gables Institute, and he spoke about about dietary fats and how the excessive dietary intake of carbs, such as white bread, pasta, potatoes, sugar, soda, cakes, how it triggers the liver to convert carbs into three types of saturated fats. And those three types are lauric acid, which is found in coconut oil, palmitic acid, which is found in meat, which showed up hugely unfavorable, and stearic acid, which is found in chocolate. So lauric acid, coconut oil, MCTs showed very little impact on LDL cholesterol. And the stearic acid had virtually no impact, so it might even lower cholesterol, so keep eating your dark chocolate. Those are healthy fats. Um, I put cacao nibs in my morning shake every day. And so those, so, all, so those saturated fats are not created equal, and they have a very definitive impact on your lipid profile and on your body. You know, Karen, when, when, I, when a patient goes to the doctor and they get their blood test and the, and the doctor said, listen, you know, your HDH is this and your LDL is that, and then here's a medicine you should take to change, I, I think as we've talked about in the past, you know, certainly you have to follow your physician's advice. But really, your job is to sort of just change that profile in any way you can. And sometimes we think that, you know, certainly there's genetic elements to this, but I think the goal of all of us should be to be able to get our diet to such that we don't need those medications. Absolutely. I agree. You know, let food be our medicine. And we want to increase the HDL cholesterol, the high cholesterol. And we want, and that, that's from saturated fats, but we want to decrease the LDL cholesterol. And not all saturated fats do the same thing in our body. It's the type of saturated fat. So when you're reading your labels, Dr. Chalk, and you're okay. think, look, seeing how many grams of saturated fats are in this product, it's not really telling you the type of saturated fat. So it could be 7 grams of lauric acid, which is healthy, coconut oil. It could be 7 grams of stearic acid, or it could be 7 grams of um, palmitic acid, which is unfavorable to your blood profile. Well, I mean, that's you true. You can't just read the label. That's interesting. It really is. Because they're all well, different, uh, yeah. But, but I, would, yeah. I, I would say also, Karen, I mean, that's part, of the, that's part of the broader education here, though, to understand that certain types of foods, yeah, if I've got a, if I've got a big piece of red meat in front of me, I know that I'm going to be getting some palmitic acid in it. So, I, I mean, you have to, I, I guess I put the label in context in the sense right, that, right, right. you know, that, that I, I am trying, I, I certainly we're not afraid of eating saturated fats. I think, you know, we've gotten past that message now where, 
that that it was the dietary intake of saturated fats was sort of the end all and we're all going to die of heart attacks. I think we've moved beyond that to a deeper level. Um, and so it is the source and the nature of the food and the nature of the fat. So I, I guess part of the part of the counseling that, that you're giving your clients here is when you do an analysis of them, are you breaking down their diet in, initially or is it more of a initial education than, than allowing the patient to make better choices themselves? It's a lot of education and we work around um, the macronutrients, so the protein, carbs, fats also, and water. And create a good ratio that's going to help with their own cravings and whatever condition they're trying to heal. So they may need to be on a therapeutic diet for a limited amount of time to help heal the condition. And then we're going to talk about a maintenance food plan that you, that's sustainable without, you know, willpower and discipline that you can add in nutrient dense foods. And then you know, there's also experimental ways of eating. Well, try it on, see how it fits. Let's experiment with these types of fats because, and these types of proteins. And so it's, you experiment to see what works for your unique body type. And then there's, um, you know, your maintenance plan, which is just a way of eating that works for you. So I, I like to encourage people to be their own scientists and experiment with different types of foods, different types of, different types of fats, and see make that mind-body connection and see how it actually makes them feel. Our guest is Karen Malkin here on Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. And uh, Karen, uh, we hear a lot about omega-3s. What are their sources and uh, why are they important? Omega-3s are your polyunsaturated, long-chain fats. It's basically your anti-inflammatory fats. Those are, that's your brain food. It helps with joints. It helps with cardiovascular health. And the best sources of omega-3s come from wild fish, such as salmon, sardines, and herring, and mackerel. And then there's vegan sources of omega-3s, which don't convert as well to DHA, um, but those are flaxseed, chia seeds, walnuts. And so it's, I really encourage my clients to add in Plenty of omega-3s. If they don't eat fish, I recommend a fish oil supplement. Um, and also adding in monounsaturated fats, which comes from olive oil and avocados. Karen, how can we tell um, what a good supplement is? You know, there's so many uh, omega-3 fish oils out there. What should we look for? You've got to look for um, the certified um, supplements that don't, Add in, um, I mean, and any of the, any, actually, most of the U.S. supplement companies here don't have he, have no heavy metal toxins in there, and they test for mercury. So most of them are actually pretty good brands. But the foods, the supplements at Whole Foods are all pretty good brands. And if somebody wants to email me at karenacaramalkin.com, I can also recommend some some brands for you. Karen, I just want to ask you one last point on. How do you advise your clients on the frequency of eating? Some people said, oh, I grew up eating the traditional three meals a day. And other people said, well, I just, I, I better off skip breakfast. What, what's your approach on that? How would you guide your clients? I recommend people eat along with their body's natural circadian rhythm. I mean, there's a whole science on circadian rhythm and age-related diseases. But eating breakfast when your metabolism picks up, making lunch your main meal when you're massively calorie burning and digest your biggest meal then and eat dinner. 
Um, three meals, I like to invite people to try three meals, one snack, three meals, maybe two snacks, nothing after dinner, have a nice fast, 12-hour fast, wake up in the morning, break the fast. It puts your body in fat metabolism. People feel often feel more calm, and uh, they burn fat for fuel instead of carbs for fuel. Karen, you're the best. The website is Karen Malkin, M-A-L-K-I-N.com, Karen with a K. And uh, she is our health counselor and psychology of eating coach and one of our experts here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Love it, Karen. Thanks so much for uh, lending the expertise this morning. Thank you. All right, Karen Mulkin. Dr. Chuck and I will be back with more after these messages on Sports Medicine Weekly. You're listening to ESPN Radio. Feeling tired, sluggish, and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-Day Transformation Cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this Whole Foods cleanse. You'll feel great, lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean Vegan Protein Blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT Oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers 14daytransformation.com or visit Karen's website at karenmalkin.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-M-A-L-K-I-N. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on the Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, Sports Medicine Weekly. And the staple is back. Yes, folks, Kyle Pills, the physician assistant at Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for Dr. Brian Cole with the fantasy sports uh, injury update. Kyle, where you been? So good to see you again. Cash and Cole, we have uh, a great HR director at work, and we have an extended paternity leave program. Fifteen months. Fifteen months I got. Is that how long it's been? Really? <laughs> it's been about 11 months Welcome since we did the segment. But, <laughs> oh, man. No, we, have a, we have a three-year-old, though. Cue the baby cry sound effect. But uh, it's everything as well, and it's good to be back with you two on a Saturday morning. Uh, I think that we should just get into it because the only way to really get back on the bike is start pedaling. Exactly. Let's go. And, folks, the Fantasy Sports Injury Update is we where we update you on how the bruises, bumps, and battle wounds of your favorite athletes will impact the sports world. And we are back with another dose of Fantasy Sports <laughs> Injury Update. Let's talk hockey, Dr. Cole. Specifically, let's talk NHL playoffs. We have a heated... Game two tonight in the NHL finals, Tampa Bay Lightning, Blackhawks. And the most notable uh, one that we want to touch on, and you may, you and Cash may have even touched on this over the last few weeks, but the embattled Patrick Kane has recovered impressively, really right on cue, 12 weeks to the dot pretty much from a clavicle uh, fix, a clavicle fracture that they fixed late February, around the 25th. They predicted about 12 weeks. He hit the nail on the head, made it look easy. He's playing well since uh, number one, that's impressive, but uh, obviously beyond the impressive recovery that this is, Dr. Cole, for, from an elite athlete, but in contrast to, say, a ligament reconstruction with a knee, where we wouldn't even consider sending the guy back at 12 weeks, what is it that's unique about a bone fracture healing compared to a ligament that even allows us to conceive the idea of sending a guy back from what seems to the public like a big surgery right at 12 weeks and have him hit, it, hit the nail on the head? Well, a clavicle fracture is a very specific problem. It's a, a crack in the bone, uh, you know, in the shoulder girdle up in the upper chest, right? So uh, 
we put a plate on it, and it's a very rigid, strong plate. And within six to eight weeks, that fracture is generally healed. And there's not a lot of associated deconditioning and so forth. There's a lot you can let the athlete do. And when you think about it, it doesn't really play into his athleticism per se. It just needs to heal, and he can work around it while it's healing before he can take contact. So typically, the delay is not like an ligament where you have to recondition the athlete because they're on crutches, they have a brace, and so forth. But rather, the delay is largely just when is it safely healed so that he can take contact and not re-injure this. That's typically the delay. All around that time, though, he can stay as an athlete and stay conditioned. What might the Blackhawks staff have done? I know we don't know the inside, but what might they have done to expedite bone healing for a fracture of the collarbone clavicle? Well, the first is, you know, uh, putting a, the right configuration, which we, we know we got, which is a plate and screws. And then, and then beyond that, uh, we can use a bone stimulator to stimulate healing to augment it or s- speed it up. We can put growth factors like platelet-rich plasma in there to speed up bone healing. Typically in an athlete, we pull out all the stops and, and, and we'll do everything possible, even if it doesn't have a lot of medical uh, research behind it. As long as we're not going to hurt him and we can possibly help him, we do it. As we watch the series unfold, what risks might we look for? What might be in the athlete's head uh, post-recovery now as he plays and takes contact? Yeah, I think the biggest risk is now there's a there's hardware in there. So if someone were to take a direct blow around the hardware, there's this theoretical risk of breaking around the hardware. But it's extremely uncommon, but it's, that risk is always out there. What are most of those clavicle plates made of? Uh, titanium or stainless steel. We will watch with interest tonight as the Hawks go up against Tampa in Game 2. Let's talk NBA playoffs, Dr. Cole, quickly. Kyrie Irving, the embattled Cleveland Cavs point guard, nursing a knee injury. And I know some of these people have said this is overblown because they disclosed what he had. That was actually the Cavaliers coach that did that. Irving allegedly didn't want to talk about his quote-unquote tendonitis. But when you when you look everywhere you can on public sources of this, it sounds like it is and was a tendonitis. And when you talk about severe pain in a basketball player's knee, that's a tendonitis. Um, it sounds like that's probably a jumper's knee, a patellar tendonitis. Most likely that's going to cause severe enough pain to impair a guy. So let's, for the sake of this discussion, assume that he had jumper's knee or patellar tendonitis causing pain down the front of the knee for you folks at home. This is a guy who averaged 21-plus points a game, 5-plus assists a game, nearly 42% from three-point land over the year. And now LeBron James' right-hand man is allegedly playing with pain. He looked good Thursday night in game one, uh, but number one, what could a physician in your position do to manage a guy like that uh, on the record for pain during NBA Finals with yeah. patellar tendonitis? Yeah, it's a, it's a you know locker room management of pain is a difficult one. The first thing is take a condition and make sure that if we allow the player to play that he's not going to make it incrementally worse or cause an injury that he otherwise wouldn't have. And that's a tough one. It takes a little bit of predictive power and really understanding the natural history of the the disease, if you will. But there's lots of things from anti-inflammatories. You can't really inject steroids around tendons. That puts them at risk for rupture. There are other types of injections like platelet-rich plasma that we can use to stimulate healing, and that's really going to be up to the player if he wants to go that route. There's a strap that you can use across the the front of the knee called a show-part strap. There's physical therapy with uh, uh, what we call antiphoresis and modalities and so forth. Um, There's topical creams that are anti-inflammatory. We basically could throw five or six things at this to hopefully reduce the amount of pain and and layered on top is just real good treatment by the trainers uh, with, uh, you know, uh, anti-inflammatories and ice and so forth and stretching and strengthening, all of which can help. But it's tough because they don't get a break. The, only, the, the real treatment is rest, and they don't get rest uh, now or even during the main season typically. And I think we've heard it elsewhere, but uh, for our listeners at home, this is one that if they can uh, 
if they can take it, they can make it, right? They can play That's with right. it. That's right. Well, we will look, we'll look and watch with interest as the series uh, also progresses and comes back to Cleveland and see how Irving handles it. And remember, folks, this is the team that already is down a Kevin Love with a shoulder and an Anderson Verja with an Achilles. So it'll be uh, impressive if the Cavs can pull it off. <coughs> Cashel, that is what I have for you with the next dose of the Fantasy Sports Injury Update. Kyle Pills, wonderful stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, Kyle. And we're back with more Sports Medicine Weekly right after these messages. On ESPN Radio. What comes to mind when you hear the words physical therapy? Maybe you think you don't need it, but what about those aches and pains in your knee, your ankle, your shoulder, or your back? When you decide that you've had enough, stop by ATI Physical Therapy. ATI offers complimentary screenings by a licensed provider at no cost. Don't waste any more time dealing with pain. Get the ATI Physical Therapy today and start feeling better fast. Visit ATIPT.com to schedule an appointment or find a location near you. When it comes to your health and wellness, you have a choice. Choose ATI Physical Therapy. The best athletes in the world and their medical teams have been trusting Donjoy products for over 30 years. With a goal to protect and return confidence in sport post-injury, Donjoy is the trusted leader to get and keep athletes in action. Whether it's football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, or even the official medical supplier to the U.S. ski team, always trust the global leader in sports medicine. Trust Donjoy, a product of DJOglobal.com. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Back here on the Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Chuck Bush-Joseph from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush filling in this week for Dr. Brian Cole. It's Sports Medicine Weekly. Our next topic is going to be uh, chronic injuries. Dr. Chuck, at MOR, uh, your patients, how many of them suffer from chronic injuries? You know, Steve, I, I see about 100 patients a week. And probably about 60, 65% of those patients really have a chronic condition, you know, that, that may have an exacerbation or flare-up, or they're dealing with a, an arthritis condition or a chronic ligament injury. Probably only about 30, 35% come in with, ow, oh, I fell, I hurt myself, and I've got an acute event. So really the most of what we do and most of what our listeners and our patients are concerned about is managing a chronic condition in, quote, when is it serious? Well, our guest here in studio is Carrie Fotopoulos. She is a physical therapist with ATI Physical Therapy. And, uh, again, our topic, just dealing with it, taking care of chronic injuries and uh, going off of uh, of what Dr. Chuck said, Carrie. And thanks so much for, for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly. I want to ask you the difference between an acute injury and a chronic injury. Well, acute injuries are those injuries that have a traumatic incident precluding them, which includes could be tripping and rolling your ankle, or it could be getting hit while playing basketball. Chronic injuries are injuries where the pain and the inflammation and really the loss of function are what last longer than normal tissue healing times. So with an acute injury, usually symptoms will decrease within four to six days. How do we determine, Dr. Chuck, like when it becomes chronic? You know, there's a variety of definitions in that. Generally, we use the term about six weeks. Okay. You know, Carrie, it's, uh, it's, it's obviously we're in a, we're kind of in the middle of spring, and summer's pretty pretty much clear around the corner. And a lot of our patients are out about they're out starting to run. They're starting to, they're starting to ramp up their summer exercise routine. You know, what are the guidelines you want to give them? Uh, you know, when they're getting back into their physical routine, what are the things that you're going to do to help them manage their chronic injuries or their chronic conditions? Well, I would say the first thing is that you should listen to your body. And if you're really starting to feel pain and it's affecting the way that you're moving and you're starting to notice that you're limping and not moving the normal way, you should listen to your body and probably take a break from your activity. 
you know, I'm a, uh, you know, I run, I've got dogs and I love to run with my dogs and I can always run well on gravel, but I still get the Achilles. My Achilles is sort of what uh, stops me down a little bit. Give me some guidelines. What are the things that I need to do to sort of, you know, keep that Achilles tendonitis problem under control? Um, I like to combat a lot of chronic, chronic injuries with cross training. If you you have your favorite activity, that's great, but you also need to make sure you're incorporating strength training as well as other movement patterns so you're not getting a lot of wear and tear doing the same thing over and over again. You guys see a lot of uh, chronic injuries at ATI Physical Therapy? Yes. I would say most of uh, my patients come in with something that's been nagging them and bothering them for a couple months or even a couple years. What do you guys do there then? We start by looking specifically at the problem at hand. So if it's knee pain, checking the range of motion, the strength of the knee, and that's kind of the starting point. But more importantly, and the beef of the treatment is addressing why the person is having pain. This includes looking at the way they move and looking at the whole posture, the core, looking at everything from tip to toe, a global approach. Why don't you take a patient through, like, you know, if I have a patient who comes with an Achilles tendonitis or a patellar tendonitis and I send them to to ATI, usually they go through an evaluation. I I think, explain that to the patients or, or to our listeners. What does an evaluation mean that's helping you set up your treatment plan? So the evaluation is the first day, and we like to hear from the patient, see what's bothering them, what activities they're having difficulty doing. And we follow that up with, as I said, assessing range of motion and strength and looking at how they're moving. Um, the first day, we like to give them some treatment, so kind of dig in and see what's if something's tight or if something needs to be loosened up, help them feel better right off the bat day one, as well as give them some exercises to start improving their strength and changing the way they're moving. What are some of the modalities you like to use? What are the, what are the things that you find that give pain relief to patients so you can set them up for, for that therapeutic exercise or therapeutic stretch? I think the most important approach is getting some good manual therapy in. So that includes some hands-on treatment, loosening up tight muscles. Um, if you've got ligaments or joints that are stiff and need to be loosened up, and as well as improving your alignment, those are that's the main thing I go to first. Talking chronic injuries with uh, Carrie Fotopoulos from ATI Physical Therapy. She is a physical therapist, and uh, we're always talking, Dr. Chuck, about uh, preventing injuries, preventing chronic injuries. Some things we don't, often don't think about, I, you know. I guess I I weight train and I do cardio. Am I thinking about preventing an injury? Um, Many people don't think about that. Do you agree? You know, I do. I I think the problem that I see most often in the office is that that patients, you know, they get a burst of energy and they're going to take something on. And, and, you know, they hope to get to a high level of exercise very quickly when really their body, whatever physical aspects they have, whether previous conditions, tells them they've got to ramp it up a little bit slower. And so, that's where education comes into play. And, and I think some of our other speakers we've had have kind of said, you have to know where you are before you know where you're going. And, and sometimes that's where the assessment comes into play. You know, and, and I think that you know, at ATI, they can identify where, where are my deficiencies? What are the things I've got to work on to prevent me from, quote, falling off the wagon? And, and I think that's the benefit of, the, of that therapeutic evaluation prior to the injury. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you think about that, Carrie, a little bit. And uh, do people come in or you can at least help them assess before maybe a chronic injury sets in? Yes. So ideally, we like to see people right after the acute injury if there is one. But if there isn't an acute injury, 
Um, it's helpful to see people. And we even offer screens that if you're not sure that if you have an injury or you're not sure if you need to see a doctor, you can come into the clinic and we'll do a free screen. Take a look at the way you're moving. Do a quick check to make sure there's no major issues with tissue damage or tears. And that's kind of a good starting point for a lot of people. Excellent. And uh, finally, around this time, you know, uh, Dr. Chuck kind of touched on it earlier, marathon season ramping up. What types of chronic injuries do runners face during uh, training? Uh, a lot of a lot of runners experience just pain in the front of their knee. It can be from the way that their kneecap is moving while they're running. Also, a lot of foot pain, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis we talked about earlier. Those are a lot of the common ones that I see. Carrie Fotopoulos from ATI Physical Therapy, back with uh, more of our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, after these messages on ESPN Radio. Leading the way in cellular and tissue therapies, Source helps surgeons get their patients back in the game of life. Life-saving and life-enhancing allografts play a critical role in bone and soft tissue repair, helping to restore function and movement. To learn more about Allosource or allografts, please visit allosource.org. At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit Athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today. Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000. Well, that will do it for another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsarillos. Our coordinating producer is is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations as well as Samantha Smith. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000. Back to do it again next week. We'll see you then. The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. The Giants have dominated the Dodgers this season, winning seven of the first nine. But it's L.A. who leads the way in the NL West. First pitch Saturday at 7.15 Eastern and Sunday at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio.